This is Mouth Media Network, your inside voice. I'm Greg Gonzalez. I'm the co-founder of Youth to the People. What I love about beauty is it's a community. It's a passion-driven community, and that is one of my favorite things about it. From New York City, you're listening to Beauty is Your Business, covering the intersection of innovation and business in the beauty industry. So welcome, Greg. We're so excited to have you here on Beauty is Your Business. Thank you. Super excited to be here this morning as well. I'm April Franzino, and I'm here with my co-host, Abby Wallach. Hi, Greg. Great to meet you. Hi, Abby. Thanks, April. Of course. Greg, you have such an interesting story behind your brand. I think that there's some family legacy in the beauty industry involved there. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and how you ended up in the beauty industry carrying on this legacy? Yeah. So, well, I'm third generation in the beauty industry, and it started with my grandmother, Eva, who started her skincare line, professional line in 1979. Our grandfather and grandmother actually moved to California from Philadelphia, opened up a hair salon, started with a tiny salon, two chairs, and that ended up growing into 12 to 13 chairs in the 70s, which was sort of unheard of at the time. And our grandmother became obsessed with skincare. So she started importing a a line from Europe, started to do facial treatments, and they had seven kids, six daughters. Five of them ended up becoming estheticians as well. So like Really grew up in in like a whole beauty family of hair salons and skincare. So there's always someone to do your hair. There's like always someone to fix you up. I mean, wow, that's like the dream team family. I love that. Uh, yeah, no, it was super fun. And yeah, like growing up in hair, my mom owned hair salons. So I spent all of my time not in school there or at my grandmother's skincare business. So, you know, you end up learning a ton of about everything, you know, uh, that you don't realize until you get older, how deeply it's built into your DNA and, and your love for the industry. To get back to how we got started is our grandfather ended up leaving our grandmother when she was 60. At that time, she actually lost the distribution of her skincare brand because there was no longer a man like to sign on the invoices on the account. And so she kind of got to this place where she had to make a decision of what to do. And she had built up this hair salon and decided, you know what, I'm going to sell this my first nice car that I have, and I'm going to go to Europe, go to Germany, and develop my own skincare line. And that was how she went and worked with the chemist out there, and she started her first skincare line called Images of Success, and that was kind of built around really efficacious plant-based ingredients, but the best of cosmetic science. And, And then the idea that you could kind of become an entrepreneur, she was inspired by teaching entrepreneurs through aesthetics, and so that's why it was called Images of Success. Fast forward to me growing up, I started working for the skincare business along with my cousin, Joe, who's the other co-founder. And we would spend our summers at the skincare business doing whatever, whether it was working in the warehouse, getting on the phones, eventually doing customer service and sales. And we just started to dream up the idea of starting a new skincare line. And that eventually led to launching our own brand in 2015. Wow. What a legacy. That's incredible. I'm sure your family is so proud of now that you've taken on, carried the torch until a whole new generation. That's so exciting. So tell us a little bit about how you used your learnings from 
growing up in your family and your grandmother's business into starting your own, you know, venture in this whole new era and, you know, how you decided to position it, everything from like the branding to the name and what was your niche that you were aiming for when you launched? I mean, I think our family's always been obsessed with actives and ingredients, you know, coming from the professional skincare space. It's all about like kind of products that truly do work. And so we've always kind of been on the forefront of like, you know, newest skin innovations. And even back to our family's professional line launched one of the first hyaluronic acid serums in the 90s. And so, so I think like ingredients and plants have always been a passion of ours. And so we definitely brought that into Youth of the People. And then the other side of it is just education. So much of skincare is education. And that's kind of built into what we do is teaching people about how to use products, how they work together, So I think those are the two things that kind of come from the heritage. Where we really were inspired with Youth of the People, though, was with the conscious shift that was happening in the world and in ourselves and really being conscious of, you know, the brands that were making things, how they were making things, why are we making things, and really getting into that whole aspect and knowing that we have to work together collectively to take care of our planet and really being inspired by the people that were out there creating change in their communities. And that's the inspiration for youth of the people. That's where the name comes from. That's what goes past the products. And that's really the drivers for everything that we do, all of our giving initiatives and, and a lot of the stuff that we build with our community. You have such a great family history and I'm sure they're all very proud of you. I love the name. I think it's so compelling. Why are we in the skincare business, right? Because we want to have effective products, but also be inspirational and aspirational. So how did you come up with that name? Because it it really signifies so many other things than just like an amazing skincare line. Well, I kind of like, I love brands, concepts, taglines that really make you stop and think and make you feel something. And maybe they take one person one way and one person the other way. But I love things that when I see it, I'm like, oh, I feel that. I love that. That made me feel something. We knew that was like what we wanted to create with it. So then you sit there for months and months and you're like, where do you go with that? And so we had that we were developing the line. We knew we wanted to bring superfoods into skincare. We were obsessed with creating this, you know, cold pressed juice for your face and using kale, spinach, alfalfa, all those like amazing, you know, super greens with antioxidants and phytonutrients, but we didn't have a brand name. And we did know that like, we don't want to be tied to just like the ingredients in the brand name. So that was like something we knew. And then just spend months reading books, writing poems, looking at every street sign, everywhere you go, you know, just like it's on your mind at all times. I was writing some copy for the serum banner, which we still didn't have a brand name, but I was working on like serum copy, moisturizer copy, cleanser copy. And I wrote power to the serum, youth to the people as like a tagline. My mom and I were in her office and she like just covers up power to the serum. And we were just staring at youth to the people. And we kind of looked at each other and we're like, is that it? Like, oh my gosh. And then we, of course, go to GoDaddy and everything and see. And it was totally available. I mean, every single site, it was available. But then with any name, you kind of got to walk through like, is this it? Is it really good? At that time, brands weren't really named in that kind of like in that way as much as you see them today. So I got a lot of like, I don't know, it's kind of long. Really? Youth of the people? When was it that you started the brand? I mean, we launched in 2015, like officially, but you know, it was 2000. 
12, I think, when the concept came up. And it took a couple of years of formulations because we, you know, at that time we had to go get all the extracts made. Like when you go to a lab, even with the labs that we had worked with for 20 or 30 years with our family, you know, they have a set of plant extracts, actives, but no one had kale extract, no one had spinach extract that was actually like pressed in the way that we wanted. So the extracts themselves for like the proprietary blends that we made took like over a year on its own to like get those made. And so the formulas did take a while. So it was like two or three years of like working on the brand to get it up and running. Yeah, that's about right. (laughs) Summer longer depends. When you came up with the name and you saw that name, were you thinking how it applies? That's how it usually happens, right? It's like the happy accident. You can come up with 8,000 names and then all of a sudden someone says something, it's like stares you in the face and you just, that's it. It's just an interesting process. No, yeah, it was definitely an exciting moment. And then from there we realized like, okay, we have the emotive pulse that we want to build from the heart of the brand and something that we felt could really grow with us and have like just an infinite ability to grow as we grow and as the world grows and and people change and evolve. And that was the hope. And to be a power-driven kind of ecosystem for the community. When you launched the brand, did it start online or what was your distribution strategy? How did you go about that? Because you were in the business through your family, so you know so much. Yeah, so we just started online on our own website, having kind of dreams down the line of an amazing partner like Sephora or something like that. But really, we're just thinking, let's try to do our own website and see where that goes. And told our family it was just going to be a tiny little side project and it wouldn't disrupt anything from our other you know, professional line. And yeah, just started super small, three products, a very straightforward regimen. It took about six to nine months to start getting kind of momentum and then started to get some interest, which was a lot faster than we thought from like uh, some of the retailers. Tell us a little bit more about the formulas and the packaging and all of that, how the name tied into it and sort of how you came up with the whole concept of the brand as it grew. Yeah, absolutely. So the two kind of areas of our formula are, you know, superfoods and science. So it's like how we approach everything. Like, so we really try to put formulas and and products together that, you know, you can't get anywhere else. And so we really are passionate about that. And so we'll look at categories of super greens like kale and spinach, super berries like maki and acai, super teas like kombucha, like amazing adaptogen herbs, ashwagandha and rhodiola. And then really what's the most innovative clinical actives that are out there? What are the types of vitamin Cs, peptides, cross-linked hyaluronic acid, And then we bring those together. And then in terms of the packaging, you know, we decided to do everything in glass. So it's infinitely recyclable. We use FFC paper for all of our boxes. Everything's printed in California. All their products are made in California. So we're really close to our formulas and really close to our labs. We have, you know, in-house formulators and, and chemists that we work with as well. That's amazing. And when you did your initial launch, you launched online and then Talk us through the process of how you got into the retail stores and what, you know, that entailed and how the line grew from there, from the initial three. So the first thing we ever did, like we got our products in Birchbox and that was like kind of our first thing that like got our product to like a larger group of people, which was a fun, crazy process for the family to hand bottle 10,000 bottles. Oh my goodness. 
yeah, it was like the biggest thing we had done at the time. And then, uh, you know, of course, something happened on the shipping and 4,000 of them broke. Oh, no. Uh, my cousin Joe actually flew out and like went through all of them just to save it and just be like, we have 7,000. We can, you know, continue to get them out there. So some of the fun stories that you kind of work through. Instagram was sort of our organic platform, which is why like our social community and our community in general is so dear to our hearts today because we built our brand organically with zero marketing dollars pretty much through gifting and talking and getting to know content creators and you know people on Instagram. Sephora actually found us when we were super tiny, like 5,000 followers on Instagram. And we got an email. Joe sent the email to uh, my mom and I, and we were working on in the studio for product photography. And Joe was like, we just got an email from Sephora. We were like... Oh my gosh. So This is the big time. <laughs> this is the big time. Yeah. And then you take, you know, eight hours to write back two sentences. You know, <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Uh, we would love to meet. And, you know, they've been the biggest and greatest partner for us and our growth and incubating us and just being with us every step of the process and growing. And so that's been amazing for us to, to grow the brand with Sephora. That's awesome. And what have been some of the learnings like along the way? What did you expand beyond the first three products? Were they like part of that helping you figure out the next sort of generation from what you launched from? Or was it your online community or both? Or how did that work? Yeah, that's sort of it's it kind of evolved as it went. I mean, we when we launched the three products with the idea of like cleanser, serum and cream, just like a simple three step regimen that could really create quick positive change for your skin, but that anybody could understand. So sort of getting the pro grade quality of something you would get with your esthetician and but easy to understand and, and pick up in a retail environment or if nobody was talking to you about it on a website, you would get it. But from there, we sort of started to think about, okay, well, we need a more of a treatment mask and, you know, we need an eye cream. So sort of simple, like, you know, we know have three products, there's a lot of opportunity of where the line can go. But as the line's grown, we've gotten much more specific with like kind of targeted concerns. And so that's how it's evolved. Still being really thoughtful of a streamlined approach to skincare, but also just like more targeted with what people's concerns may be. Got it. When it comes to ingredients and that type of thing, I feel like your brand is known for, you know, being on the cutting edge of using a lot of different natural ingredients that other brands haven't necessarily, you know, jumped into yet. How does that come about? And how do you find the next big thing when it comes to ingredients and things that work in your formulas? Because obviously efficacy is super important too. So, yeah, um, I mean, it's sort of kind of both digitally and, you know, in store, like walking around different health stores, different places that carry interesting ingestibles and, and stuff like that. And so kind of searching and seeing, I kind of what naturally comes across digitally, something could become inspiring that way. Irwan in, in Los Angeles is a great place to kind of see all the cool innovation happening from sort of internal wellness. But then you really have to see, okay, what from that translates in an effective way topically and what can we harness and what can be extracted properly and used in a skincare formula. But then we just see what we get excited about, you know, so it's usually something we're eating and drinking. And then we kind of come with the idea of, of then taking it to a skincare product. But like for the energy serum, uh, which is our vitamin C serum, you know, I became obsessed with yerba mate instead of coffee. And so I was drinking yerba mate every day and then bringing that in the office. Next thing you know, 20 people on our team are drinking yerba mate. 
And then we're like, oh, that would be really cool if we could harness the caffeine from yerba mate in a morning vitamin C serum. So you would get all your vitamin C, but you would also amplify it with caffeine and depuff and all of the amazing things that that does. So that's how that one came about. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, but then honestly, getting with the team and it, you know, I'm always like, give, let's get all the ideas. Ideas come from anywhere. When you see anything out there that you love that speaks to you in any way, let's make sure we circle up and talk about it. And so that's always a really fun part of product development. You know, I was thinking as I'm listening to you, you know, with all the natural and the wellness, I love the the kale and, you know, you're so early on in that area, right? Are you based in LA? You're in LA, right? Yeah, I'm in LA. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that whole thing starts out there first. It just does. And then eventually it gets to New York. But I'm just curious, have you been thinking a lot about the CBD space and if that's an area, because it's such the Wild West in that category. Are you thinking along those lines for the brand? Or Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely an amazing ingredient, super intriguing. We haven't dove into it except past like the research phase of, you know, how we would utilize it. But there's some interesting combinations in, in how it really can be effective topically. And then also for body, really amazing benefits in that. So we haven't done anything yet, but it's definitely something we're always researching and seeing where maybe we can incorporate in the line down the road. That's great. Definitely a hot topic. You know, one of the things that's important, I would say, is like you want to do what's like innovative and true to you at the time. And like CBD came in and there was a total opportunity like at that time, like, Oh, you said people can do CBD. Like, can you do it? And this and that. And we almost, you know, it's very tempting to be like, yes, let's do it right now. I think it's important. It's like, well, what are we doing right now? What is like keeping us on our path as a brand? And so I think those times are super important to kind of figure it out. Even though it's an amazing ingredient, super intriguing, it's like you got to think through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how it works for your purpose. Yeah. Because, you know, there are so many brands jumping on that bandwagon like we've seen. And it's sort of like you could do it, but is it like really your brand? And I think that that's like so important. Yeah. Well, then you jump that way. And then the next thing is you jump that way. It's tough, too, though, because you're like, that's a super cool ingredient. And like, yeah, we could probably do something really cool. But yeah, you just have to be, I think, really intentional, like really try to listen to the core of your inspiration that's happening at that time, you're able to put something out in the world that really will resonate with people because the people kind of feel that innately. Attainable Beauty. I'm Denise Dente, co-founder of Buzz Beauty, here with my business partner, Jessica Quick. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Denise. What are we buzzing about this week? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. We are buzzing about this trend that we're seeing in attainable beauty. It's so cool. Uh, brands like Ray, Well People, Coco Kind, Hey Humans, they have all brought great product to underserved markets through an attainable price point. You mentioned Myasa's Hey Humans, which I absolutely love. It's sold at Target. All of the products are vegan and they're cruelty-free in this beautiful aluminum package, and it sells for under $6. It's been remarkable. I mean, let's face it, everybody deserves great beauty formulas at every price point. And I know that one of the brands that we have been working with are doing a great job with their cost-conscious formula and layering in a community message, which has been really fun. This is great if you're a brand new brand 
But if you're an existing brand and want to participate in the emerging category, you do have a couple of options. First, you can launch one product at an entry-level price point. Or if you do want to keep your premium price, consider launching a beeline. This is what Kula did, the premium sun care line. They made Bear Republic their price conscious line and made it available at more wholesalers. I love those ideas, Jessica. Thank you. If you want to take advantage of this trend, email us at info at buzzbeauty.com or come check out our website. It's buzz, B-U-Z-Z, beauty, B-E-A-U-T-E.com. I'm really curious, as you've been launching products, has there been anything that's, you know, been a surprise hit or a surprise miss, I guess, in the process? I think, you know, a big moment for like a a hit that was bigger than, you know, we always thought it would be big, but it was ended up being bigger than, you know, we had imagined was the dream mask when we launched that. At that time, we hadn't launched anything with like an emotive name sort of tied to it. And so that was like a sort of an evolution and a different shift of like, not just calling a product, you know, a sleep mask, where we're like, well, let's call it the dream mask and tie it to this whole idea of your dream and your dream becoming your community's dream. And so this whole concept that was bigger than just the product benefit. And that really tied back to like the whole purpose and and goals of youth of the people and the name and everything around it. So that ended up going a lot bigger and than we ever imagined in Sephora and the whole thing. And so kind of like it took us to our next tier as a brand. So that was a really exciting one. Do you find that throughout, you know, the past year and a half, your business has, I'm sure everybody wants to feel youthful while, you know, we were all locked up in our homes. <laughs> we were all locked up. And, you know, the mat being under a mask, you know, we all been going out under a mask. There were all these proposed challenges. Did that affect your decision making, your marketing, your how you were conversing with your community? What was your because everyone had to pivot a little bit just to be empathetic. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, there was a lot that happened last year, pandemic, BLM, all kinds of things that really were like in the heart of a lot of it, we were about to launch a new product. And it was like, do we even launch this product right now? Is this something we even should talk about? And timing wise, luckily, the product that we were first going to launch last year, as everybody was at home was the energy facial. And that's an at home microderm physical exfoliant. So we were like, you know what, it's actually amazing that you can be at home and get like a pro grade facial exfoliation facial at home. And so that actually worked in terms of like the product we were launching. But yeah, I mean, I think the amazing thing is from being at home, I do think there was a connection for people to think about self care in a whole new light and sort of take the time and say, well, let me take this time for myself. I can't There's a lot of things I can't do right now, but I can take care of myself. I can take care of my skin. I can take care of my plants at home. I can work on my apartment or my home in a way that I haven't had time for. I think there's been more need than ever to really take time, take care of yourself. And skincare, the ritual in the morning and at night can be a beautiful part of your day to really set your intention, dissolve the day and sort of like prepare yourself for the next one tomorrow. We were just talking to someone, you know, everything changed, right? We were all home. So it allowed us the time to be a little more quiet. 
in between all the craziness because it was kind of insane what was going on. But one of the things we were talking about earlier today was how not being outside, like we weren't in the sun, there was no pollution in our world. The skin in some ways may have benefited a little from that. Plus, everyone was slathering on you to the people and everything else that they could get their hands on. It's an interesting dichotomy if you start to really think about the lifestyle, right? It's the lifestyle that you live and how does that play in? Like, I know when I'm eating really well and using product, you benefit more. So it's the whole lifestyle. And that's what I love about your brand. It really feeds into that health and wellness and conversation. Yeah, no, it's absolutely a 360. It has to work together. That has to work together. I mean, how you feel when you use something or do something is so important for how the rest of your body, you know, the signals that it sends the rest of your body and your overall health and well-being. And so how people feel about a brand and the product experience is past just the effectiveness of that formula. It's like, how do you feel when you open up the box? And that's why we put little phrases in every box, you know, that says, you know, you energy unites us or dive into your dream, less ego, more antioxidants. So we want people to get a feeling like when they use our products that definitely puts them in that space when they're in their routine. Well, words are powerful too. You know, they really, really are. And now I think with, you know, all of the social media and the platforms and whether they're dancing on TikTok or we just had someone on on Pinterest and you're looking at the pictures, you know, it's really, we live in a very visual world and we're all in the industry. So we're making this stuff, but it's interesting to see how the consumer you know, reacts to it and then how they use it because they do, they share it, you know, and if they love it and the words and the language, I think there's going to be a lot more about language in the near future. It's so true. One of the things that I love, Greg, about the brand is that it's really true to the name, like the people part of the name where you see, you know, on the website and in the brand imagery, it's sort of genderless, all different kinds of faces and colors and ages, which is something that you don't see a lot. You know, you don't see like, you know, a 20 something face next to like maybe an 80 something face on a brand's marketing or website. And that really like strikes me as unique in the industry. Usually brands target a certain segment and it's, and I feel like that is so unique and that inclusivity just is not something that you see all the time. So I think that's just one of the coolest parts of the brand. You know, I love seeing like a wrinkled face next to, (laughs) you know, a beautiful young one. Well, that's what's real. Like that's the real, I mean, that's our world, right? Absolutely. I mean, we, you know, skincare for all is our statement. We really mean that. And it's something that we are working towards too, like true inclusivity and representation is a work in progress and different shoots and campaigns. We do the best we can, but inclusivity is just dear to the heart of the brand and aging is the greatest gift we could get, you know, as people, we hope to all age. And so it's a beautiful thing. And so our products, they work for everybody. They really do. I love that. And I love that it makes everybody feel seen. It's not often that a brand makes you can see your, everybody can kind of see themselves in a brand. I think that's very unique. Have you taken a look at StoryDot yet? Every brand and every product has a story to tell. And you can't successfully sell that brand or product without telling the story. StoryDot delivers your story wherever you want it to be heard. You can meet your customers at each point in their journey, connecting the dots between 
your business and the consumer to enhance engagement, experience, and conversion. I encourage you to take a look at StoryDot at StoryDot.com. That's S-T-O-R-I-D-O-T.com. And now it's hitting the pan. So I think at this point, we're going to get to a little bit more of the personal side of you, Greg, and get to know you better. And we have a little thing that we do called hitting the pan, in quotes. Uh, It's a riff on, you know, the bottom of the makeup compact or whatever, which means you get to the good part. You really loved it. (laughs) So we spin the salon chair and we each ask you a question about yourself. I'm going to spin the salon chair. And it lands on Abby. So I'm thinking you live in LA, you're in the skincare business, your whole family's in the business. Who does your hair? I hope so. Is it your mother or your sisters? Or your... No, that's not my question. My mom used to, but not anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She did for a long time, though. She did for a very long time. Oh, she did? Well, it's long. My kid's hair is long now. Long is in. But I'd love to know about you on a personal level, how do you spend your time when you're not working? What do you do to feel good, to look good? What feeds your soul? So music feeds my soul. So I've made music since I was five years old through playing piano to guitar and saxophone, oboe, all kinds of different instruments growing up. And then eventually got into electronic uh, production and started making music in college and I've made music ever since. So when I'm not thinking about skincare, obsess- obsessing on the next product or building amazing things with our team, I'm in my studio. I love vintage synthesizers and drum machines. And so I spend my extra time when I have it there. You look more like a rocker than a skincare guru, I have to be <laughs> honest, but you can serve as both. Your skin looks great, but you look like a rocker. Maybe you should perform at a launch event. <laughs> so I've had, I mean, I, we've had launch events at our showroom in LA that I've, you know, DJed at. And so, yeah. I love it. I'm coming out soon. So sign me up. April, you want to come with me? Yeah. Now that we can be out in the world again. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. We're, our launch events are ones to be remembered. So you should uh, <laughs> definitely come. Yes. Love that. Well, I'm going to do another spin of the salon chair. And it lands on me. So I can't help but ask, obviously, your brand is built on superfoods. So what's your personal superfood? Like, what do you love to eat? What is your meal? It doesn't have to be healthy. You know what I I love is just like my morning beverage routine. Like that's like, I love trying out different things. I'm always trying to like optimize and feel the best that I can. And so just different morning powders, tinctures. And so right now I'm going back and forth between this amazing like matcha and adaptogen blend by this brand called Intermade, which is from Brooklyn, really cool brand. And then this like chaga chai blend that my buddy, my close friend in LA is making and he's starting a company. And so I get all his early batches. That's really nice because there isn't any caffeine, but you get like a lot of like good energy. And so I'll take that and then I'll get Without the caffeine. You mean without the caffeine, you get the energy. Without the caffeine, you get the energy. And then I'm obsessed with mushrooms right now and will be for probably forever. So different adaptogenic mushrooms, chaga, cordyceps, you know, and you can get them in like 
liquid tincture form and you can add those to kind of your like latte. I'll make like a chai latte and then add extra cordyceps and lion's mane is incredible too. Is that very healthy? You know, they have mushroom coffee. I have it with the adaptogens, the whole thing. It's super healthy because like lion's mane just for brain cognitive and then cordyceps for energy. So that's my go-to thing. And so that like, I think it's like that morning routine that will actually end up driving a lot of like, you know, formula things as well, like our adaptogen moisturizer and stuff like that. Yeah. So who knows where it'll go next? That's your creative inspiration. I love that. Yeah. Because I've been like, okay, how what would it feel like if I stopped drinking caffeine, but I really like up all the adaptogens and all the energizing mushrooms and things that are out there. And that's been pretty, it's been a fun journey. Not so fun to stop drinking caffeine because it doesn't feel as much. So you don't drink coffee anymore? No coffee? You don't drink coffee? Well, I was, yeah, drinking coffee. And then I moved to Yerba Mate and Guayusa, which are super strong caffeinated teas. I mean, they are no joke. You drink one of those in the morning and you'll hit the email like you never imagined. <laughs> I've like, was like, okay, I need to cool off that. And so now I'm like, I've gone into the adaptogens for this time. And what do the adaptogens do? They mellow you out or like, what's up with that? Well, there's different ones. So some are kind of like kind of stress and cortisol balancing, and then some are more energetic. And so they're really, uh, they're incredible plants and herbs and mushrooms. They really are. So the superfood is mushrooms as opposed to like French fries for you. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Hey, Frol, are you eating French fries? No, I actually don't eat French fries, but most people do. (laughs) I'm going to show you something funny. Look what's sitting next to me. Look, I just pulled this out of my... Did you ever have these? The avocado oil, yeah. Those are good. Yeah, it was actually requested from one of my kids, get those avocado chips. I'm like, do you feel okay? Like, <laughs> it's interesting, though. If you go through the market, you know, you go... I, I shop at a lot of green markets, too. But, you know, there's so much opportunity and there's so much to try. You don't even know where to begin today. I know. What an amazing time. <laughs> It is an amazing time. I was just going to say that. It's like so innovative. There's so many cool brands launching. Yeah, I mean, I think that's like one of the most exciting about the space that we're in right now is just like so many ideas can come to the world and things that would never be able to be produced can start smaller and then through digital and social can really grow. That's so true. Really exciting. And yeah, so I think that now it's time for our final thought. So at this point, we basically ask you to reflect back on our chat and just leave our listeners with your final thought and then also how they can connect with you, whether it's on Instagram or website or whatever you prefer. You can get a hold of us at the brand's Instagram and DM us at youth to the people. And then you can also hit me up and follow me at Greg underscore underscore Gonzalez. Thanks for having me. I mean, it was really a great conversation and I really enjoyed getting the chance to talk about how we got started and our ingredient philosophy, and then really just an opportunity to go deeper than that and talk about the people and what drives the brand. And, you know, to everybody out there, I'll leave you with the very youth of the people phrase that you are youth and live your truth. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing your story, Greg. It's so interesting to follow along on your journey, and we can't wait to see what the future holds. So... Thank you, everyone, for listening. Check back next week for another great guest. And thank you so much, Abby, for being here. Thanks, April. Great to meet you, Greg. Great story. Thank you. Thanks, Abby. Thanks, April. Really, really enjoyed it. Of course. And I'm April Franzino, and this is Beauty Is Your Business.
This has been Beauty Is Your Business. Produced by Mouth Media Network. Copyright 2021. Keep in touch on Instagram and Facebook at Mouth Media Network. And find prior episodes at beautyisyourbusiness.com and wherever the best podcasts are found. Your brand message can be on this show. Email us to find out more at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Thank you for listening. This is Mouth Media Network. Audio for business.